Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jerry Savell. I have my daughter with me, Jerry Ann Savell, and we're both talking about this week, as we have the last couple of weeks, faith and patience. How important your faith is, how important patience is. Faith is just simply confidence in God, confidence in what He has said, confidence in what He has promised. And patience means you don't ever give up. You're consistent, you're constant, never changing regardless of the circumstances. And if you've ever endeavored to live by faith at least once, then you have discovered there will be some adversity. It just doesn't happen overnight many times. You just have to make up your mind that you're not going to quit. You're going to keep standing on the authority of God's Word. And if anybody's going to quit, it's going to be the devil and not you. Amen? Praise God. So, Jerry, thank you for joining me again today. And we're going to go back to Hebrews chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, and we're going to read verse 11 and 12. And then I'm also going to uh, talk about verses 14 through, or 13 through 19 on today's broadcast as well. So, verse 11, And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, the first thing I want to remind you of, particularly if you've been watching these last two broadcasts, that it takes faith and patience to inherit the promises of God. Faith is confidence in God, confidence in what He said, confidence in what He's promised. And once again, patience means you just don't ever give up and you stick with it until it comes to pass. So notice it's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises. Now ask yourself again today, how important are the promises of God to you? How important is it to you that the promises be fulfilled and they come to pass in your life? Well, it's important to me. It's very important to me. In fact, I've lived my life over the last 50 years depending on those promises coming to pass. Well, I was reading right here. It says, um, verse uh, 18, it says, so it's impossible for God to lie for we know that his promise and his vow will never change. That's right. That's what we stand on. That's right. Amen. And that leads us down to verse 13. If you have your Bible, let's read all the way down through verse 19. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. That just simply means if you've ever been in a court of law and they ask you to raise your right hand and, and take an oath and you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Now, notice it says in that oath you're taking, so help me God. What is that implying? That means you are taking this oath in the presence of someone higher than you. But the Bible says, because there is no higher than God, he swore by himself. Mm -hmm. In other words, he's saying, if I ever break my promise, then I forfeit being who I am. I forfeit owning everything I have. In other words, it's impossible for God to lie. He cannot lie. He will not lie. So what has he said? You know, it's important for you to find out what he has said. And how do you find out what he said in this book? This is God's word in print. This is God's integrity. This is God's oath. And God promised that by himself, he will not lie to you. And that's very important. In fact, many times I am, when, I'm, when I'm reading the word and I find a promise 
and I'm believing for that promise to be fulfilled in my life, I just close my eyes and I picture God standing right in front of me with his hand lifted and say, Jerry Savelle, I promise you, I will not lie to you. Here's what I'll do for you. And that just inspires my faith. Seeing God take that oath and promising by himself, because there is no higher than God. I'm going to do this for you, Jerry. You can depend on this. I will not let you down. You need to do that sometime. Just close your eyes and, and say, God, here's what you promised. And watch God in your mind's eye, in your spirit, raise his hand and take an oath and call your name and say, I will do this. I promise you, I will not let you down. I tell you, I've done that so many times and it's inspired my faith and caused me to just to be dogged determined, mm -hmm. as they say, that I am not going to give up because God is reliable. Amen. Now, notice it says, saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And I love that first word, surely, surely. In other words, this is reliable. This is dependable. This is what Abraham was hearing God say to him. Abraham, it is a sure thing. I like sure things. Mm -hmm. Abraham, this is a sure thing. I'm not lying. I will bless you. I will multiply you. And verse 15 says, and so after he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. So notice God made the promise. He said to Abraham, surely I'm going to do this for you. I, I promise you, you can rely on me. I'm dependable. You can exercise your faith in me. And the Bible says, after Abraham patiently endured. In other words, what it's saying is he refused to give up. He would not let go of his faith. He staggered not, as Paul said in Romans chapter four. And after he had done those things, he received the promise. So once again, this is the Bible telling you how that you can inherit every promise that God's made. God promised you that he wanted you to prosper and to be in health. And the way that that comes to pass in your life is the same way it came to pass in Abraham's life. The promises that God made to him, he patiently endured. Now, are you determined today to patiently endure? Are you determined today that you're not going to give up? You're not going to throw in the towel, so to speak. You're going to stick this out and wait for it to be fulfilled. If that's your attitude, then you can rest assured God is going to make it happen for you. That's so good. But in that, you and I, we have a part to play. Yeah. That's staying in faith, but it's waiting patiently. So it's not just like waiting around, doing nothing, but it's waiting in faith, knowing right. our faith is in that assurance that he's faithful to his word. But there's an enemy called the devil, and he's called the father of lies. Yeah. And he's going to try to come and tell you completely opposite of what the word says. But when you stay in faith, waiting patiently, then it says right here that he succeeded in seeing the promises fulfilled. Yeah. And you can have that very same thing in your life when you wait patiently in faith. Amen. God wants his word, his promises to come to pass in your life. Settle that in your heart. God's not the one holding off. He's not holding back. He's the one that wants you to experience it. So determine that you're going to stay in faith, 
and you're going to be patient, never changing regardless of the circumstances. I'll leave you with that. We could take you into a special announcement about some resources we have available to you and watch it closely. Make sure you write the information down so that you can order these resources. Then we'll be right back and continue this lesson today. Did you know patience is one of the greatest keys to receiving from God? It's through faith and patience that you obtain the promises of God. Today's special offer includes Dr. Savell's book, Life of Faith, his four-part CD series, Quitting is Not an Option, and Jerry Ann Savell's audio CD, Faith and Patience. By applying the principles in this faith-filled package, you will strengthen your resolve for God's promises, develop the power to conquer the temptation to quit, and learn the skills to overcome stress and frustration. You can outlast any challenge and become the winner God calls you to be. Don't delay any longer. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Faith and Patience Special Package. Your victory is on the way. If you stand strong and stay the course, you will see God's favor and blessing. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us today. And we're going to continue this uh, teaching on faith and patience and how that it will position you to inherit the promises of God. Don't forget the resources that we have available. Jerry Ann's message on faith and patience. My messages on quitting is not an option and my book on the life of faith. We'll talk about that a little more at the end of the broadcast, but uh, be sure you have a pen and pencil ready or something so that you can jot down the address and place your orders so that we can get them to you as quickly as we can. Once again, we're going back to Hebrews chapter six and verse 17 says, wherein God willing more abundantly to show under the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. Now, what this means is God was going to, uh, where God did for Abraham was so that he would have something to rest his faith upon so that his faith would become unshakable. God took an oath and he promised in the presence of Abraham, I will do what I said I will do. You can count on me. I'm confirming this promise with an oath. Amen. And I want you to picture God doing that for you as well. Every time you experience some adversity and it looks like it's not going to come to pass, just close your eyes for a moment and just see God standing in front of you with his hand raised up, calling your name and saying, I am confirming my promise to you. I take an oath that I will not lie. You can depend on me. I will not fail you. You know, I remember uh, when your mom and I first moved to Fort Worth and uh, we'd moved in our first house that we'd purchased. Uh, prior to that, we was renting a place and so forth. Then we were finally able to purchase a home. And we believe in God for the furniture in that home. And one night we were, we were in bed and uh, it had been quite some time since uh, we had prayed for the furniture and sowed seed for the furniture and so forth. And Carolyn said, Jerry, is it ever going to come to pass? You know, you get weary sometimes, weary in well-doing, and you start wondering and you start questioning, and we've all done that. I've done it, you've done it, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I don't care who you are, you've done it at one time. And, and so she said, is it ever going to come to pass? 
and I'm, I'm laying there and suddenly this thought came to me and I repeated it. I said, Carolyn, your dad was an honest man. And of course, her dad was still living at this time. And I didn't say was. He's, I said, your daddy is an honest man. Your daddy is a man of integrity. You know that. If your daddy stood right in front of you right now and said, Carolyn, I'm going to buy every piece of furniture that you need. I promise that you will have it. Don't give up. How would you react to that? Mm -hmm. She said, I would never doubt again because I know my daddy. I know that he's a man of integrity. I know he'd never lie to me. I said, Carolyn, God just stood in front of you and raised his hands and took an oath. Sweetheart, I will promise you that everything you ask for, I will make it happen for you. Don't doubt me. Don't give up on my word. I take an oath. She said, wow, that settles it. Mm -hmm. You know, because she had this confidence in her dad that he would not lie. Well, your heavenly father, he's not going to lie. He's going to confirm to you by taking an oath and giving you a promise that he will not lie. It is a sure thing. It will come to pass. All he's asking you to do is stay in faith and don't give up. Amen. That's your part. You know, God has the hard part. The hard part is making it happen, you know, but it's not hard for him, but it'd be hard for you and me to make all this happen. But God, as far as I'm concerned, he's got the most difficult part. He's got to make it happen. My part is just staying in faith, believing he will, believing he can, and don't give up. And if I'm determined to not give up, then he's going to see to it. It comes to pass. That's so good. Let me read that in the Passion Translation. This is verse 17. It says, so in the same way, God wanted to end all doubt and confirm it even more forcefully. Read that again. Wanted to end what? He wanted to end all doubt. and confirm it even more forcefully to those who would inherit his promises. His purpose was unchangeable. So God added his vow to the promise. Yeah. And then it goes on to say in verse 18 in the King James, we have two immutable things. Immutable means unchangeable. You can't alter that. And what are those two things? Number one, God's promise. Number two, God's oath. Those are two things that God gave you and me. He not only gave them to Abraham, not only Abraham's seed, but he gave them to you and me. Number one, his promise. Number two, his oath. They're unchangeable. And God is saying, if you can believe that I promised and I will not lie, and you can believe that I took an oath confirming that I will not lie, then you just rest on that and I will bring it to pass for you. Well, right now, where you're at, just say, God's got this. He's got this. Mm -hmm. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to try to reason it out. You don't have to question anymore. But trust him that he's unchangeable and he's got it. He's going to figure it out for you. Your part is to trust him, stay in faith. That's right. And I close that with verse 19 from Hebrews 6. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. In other words, the soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And God is saying, if you can picture me giving you a promise and taking an oath that I will bring it to pass, then that begins to be an anchor for your soul. It causes you 
to, to rest in the assurance that God will bring it to pass. In other words, to keep you from drifting, to keep you from doubting, to keep you from wondering if it'll really come to pass, to keep you from giving up. God's oath, God's promise provide you with an anchor for your soul. So take advantage of that, praise God. Keep the promises in front of you and keep this image in front of you. God raising his hand and swearing, I will not let you down. I will not fail you. Amen. I'll tell you that blessed so me good. and it still blesses me to this day. And I continue to use it, particularly when it looks like it's never going to come to pass. You know, there are things here in this ministry that we've been believing God for for years and years and, and things that, that we believe for personally for years and years that look like they'd never come to pass. And, and when, it, when it gets to that place where it looks like it's never going to come to pass and, and, and it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, on the verge of giving up because giving up is not an option. But you, you're at the place where uh, you're, you're asking on the inside, how much longer? Mm-hmm. How much longer is this going to take? What, what, what do I need to do next kind of thing, you know? And I'll just stop and I'll just close my eyes and see God raising his hand and saying, Jerry, I took an oath. I gave you a promise. I will supply all your need according to my riches and glory. Jerry, I took an oath. I promised that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Mm -hmm. Jerry, I took an oath that you are blessed by me and you're highly favored by me and I'll make it come to pass. I took an oath. And you know, it just seems to bring a a peace of mind, a peace in your spirit, and you can just continue on. And I want to encourage you to start doing that. Just picture in your mind and in your heart, God taking an oath and calling your name out. I mean, you don't, don't, don't say, well, you did this for Abraham. Well, you can say that, but make it personal. Say, God, you did this for me just as much as you did it for Abraham. And if you swore to Abraham, you would not lie to him. Then praise God, you swore to me that you will not lie to me. And I'm resting on that promise and I'm resting on that oath and I will not give up. It will come to pass. It's just a matter of time and I'll be here when it happens. That's so good. I think it's interesting that the scripture uses that hope is an anchor to our soul. And like dad said earlier, our soul is our mind and our will and emotions because your emotions are fickle. They can go up and down your feelings. I mean, one minute you can be strong in faith and the next minute wise as they get so long. But it says that hope is the anchor to our soul. Again, you're not going to drift when you stay in faith and in patience in that waiting process. Then it becomes a hope and an anchor to your soul. It's because of his word that he's faithful to his word. Amen. And you need that anchor. You know, the the mind is the battleground. That's where the real battles are fought. I'm going to read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says in verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Those strongholds are those imaginations and those thoughts that Satan puts in your mind trying to convince you that it's not going to work. But the Bible says in verse 5, 
casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you see, this is, this is where Satan wages his greatest battles against us is in our mind. And I remember uh, one time, uh, shortly after I'd left Brother Copeland's ministry, and, you know, I hit the ground running. I mean, man, I got more invitations. I, I, God is blessing me. I mean, I, I literally hit the ground running. I'm in my own office. Everything in it's paid for. I got money in the bank. I got invitations to preach all over the country. I mean, what more could you ask for? And then, you know, after a short period of time, maybe several months down the road, it looks like the bottom fell out. You know, and, 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 and uh, I remember coming home one day and feeling like a failure. I wasn't a failure, but, you know, I was feeling like a failure. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, I blew it. I should have never left Kenneth Copeland's ministry. <laughs> I wonder if Brother Copeland would like to have me back. You know, I mean, it's like nothing was working. Well, that's Satan, see, trying to create a stronghold. Right. And, and so I went home with all that on my mind and... Uh, Uh, I said, Lord, I feel like a failure. Did I leave too soon? Did I make a mistake? He said, no, you didn't. You you were obedient to me. I'm the one who inspired you and told told you it was time for you to launch out. And I said, well, why is is nothing working now? When it was working so well when I left, gave me every indication that I'd made the right decision. Why is the bottom falling out now? And he said, it's just Satan trying to discourage you. And I said, well, Lord, I feel like a failure. He said, well, uh, where did that come from? It didn't come from me. He said, I'll never call you a failure. I said, well, I know where it come from. It come from the devil. He said, well, if the devil's trying to tell you you're a failure, then put it back on him. He's the greatest failure that's ever existed. Right. He was convinced that he could take Jesus to the cross, cause him to die, take him into the very pit of hell, torment him for three days and night and take over the universe. And he said, and the Bible says, had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So after three days, three horrible days and nights, Jesus was raised. He was justified and raised from the dead. And Satan realized what a failure he was. So this failure business, it's coming from the devil. So if he calls you a failure, Put it back on him. Tell him he's the greatest failure that has ever existed. So I just got up and said, Satan, you don't have any place to call me a failure. If you want to talk about failing, sit down. I'll tell you how you failed. And he just got up and run off. I said, no, you started this. Just sit there and I'm going to talk to you about what a failure you are. I heard him say, I don't want to hear it. I said, you're going to hear it today and you're going to hear it for the rest of my life. What a failure you are. And boy, that changed everything. I got up out of there feeling so inspired, so energetic, so full of faith. And praise God, the circumstances changed immediately. That's awesome. Amen. Second Corinthians 10.5 has become my daily motto to live by yeah. because it all starts right here in your thought life. So if you're struggling right now with this thing is never going to change, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how God's going to do. Starts right here in your thought life. Yeah. Shut those thoughts up right now and you begin to speak the word. You speak right. the word over your situation. And what did Brother Copeland teach us years ago? 
You can't battle thoughts with thoughts. You battle thoughts you with the word. Speak it out of your mouth. Amen. So if you're battling thoughts in your mind right now, being a failure and this will never work for you, then don't just sit there and let it continue to build a stronghold. Speak the word out of your mouth. The Bible says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. So speak the word right out of your mouth and you tell the devil, if anyone's going to quit, it'll be you, not me. I am not a quitter. I'm a winner in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I want you to uh, make your plans to join us again next week as we continue this study. And it's going to be uh, a powerful closing, so you don't want to miss it. But before we leave the air today, I want to take you back into uh, the announcement about the special resources that we have available. And uh, also, if you're a partner with our ministry, please send in your prayer requests. We'd love to pray with you, even if you're not a partner. If you have prayer requests today, send them in. We'd love to pray with you and believe God with you. And we know that all things are possible to him that believe it. So watch the announcement now. We'll be back in just a few moments. Did you know patience is one of the greatest keys to receiving from God? It's through faith and patience that you obtain the promises of God. Today's special offer includes Dr. Savell's book, Life of Faith, his four-part CD series, Quitting is Not an Option, and Jerry Ann Savell's audio CD, Faith and Patience. By applying the principles in this faith-filled package, you will strengthen your resolve for God's promises, develop the power to conquer the temptation to quit, and learn the skills to overcome stress and frustration. You can outlast any challenge and become the winner God calls you to be. Don't delay any longer. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Faith and Patience Special Package. Your victory is on the way. If you stand strong and stay the course, you will see God's favor and blessing. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org. Welcome back and thank you once again for watching our broadcast today. And I pray that something that Jerry said or I've said has inspired your faith and given you the courage to make that decision that quitting is no longer an option. I want to encourage you to order the special resource package today. Everything in these special resources we've been talking about on today's broadcast. Jerry has a special CD entitled Faith and Patience. That's been the subject of our lessons this week. Faith and Patience by Jerry Ann. And then Quitting is Not an Option. Four CDs. My goodness. Four CDs talking about how that you can develop this this attitude that quitting is not an option. You can become uh, a person of perseverance, a person that stands on the word and refuses to give up until it comes to pass. And then, of course, my book on the life of faith. This is a powerful little book. You can read it in one setting. In fact, you can read it over your lunch hour. So uh, I want to encourage you to place your order for these resources. Don't delay. Go to jerrysavelle.org and it'll give you all the ordering information that you need. I want to also encourage you to connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. This is one of the ways that we can continue to minister to you on an ongoing basis. And I want to thank all of our partners once again for helping us reach the world with the uncompromising Word of God. You make it 
all happen for us. You are so special to us and we pray for you and believe God with you for every need in your life to be met. Thank you, partners. We love you so very much and we want you to know that you are very special to us. Join us again next week. Jerry will be with me again. We're going to continue this study. So make your plans to be with us. And remember, as we leave the air, your faith will overcome the world.